Hello, my name is Tom Boone. And I'm Joanna Bailey. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we've got for you this week. Coming up today, we're joined on the podcast by special guests from IAG Cargo. Today, we'll speak with Darren Peake, Head of Sales, and Fernando Terrell Amas, Director of Spanish Hub and Operations. We'll touch on a range of topics from why IAG Cargo doesn't have its own aircraft to how the company continues to go from strength to strength dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. So now you know what's in store. Let's get on with the show. Darren, Fernando, thank you so much for joining us today. Could you start by just giving our listeners a brief introduction to IAG Cargo and a little bit about yourselves? Darren, do you want to go first? Yeah, thank you, Joanna, and and thanks for the invite. Um, Yes, so... I'm, I'm Darren Peake. I head up sales for, for IG Cargo. I've been in the role for just over a year, having been appointed um, November 2020. Um, prior to that, I was actually um, within British Airways passenger business in various commercial roles, having spent over 30 years now within the IAG group. I joined Cargo in 2011, in fact, the year of its formation, actually, um, and, and mm. came in to head up our product portfolio and really one of the, the key key tasks I had at that time is, is obviously with the formation of, of, of the cargo business within IG it was about making sure that we could offer that seamless service as we started integrating um, British Airways and Iberia under one umbrella business and it was important that all the processes and the solutions we offered were aligned across both carriers. That's really interesting and Fernando do you want to do a little intro as well? Absolutely. Thank you very much. And thank you for the invitation to join this podcast. Really, really appreciate this. No problem. Yeah, my role is uh, director of the Spanish Hub and Operations uh, for IG Cargo. I'm in the role since 2013. My background is an top aeronautical engineer. I started uh, in Airbus Military a while ago, many years ago, back in uh, 1989. Then I moved to Iberia. I was leading a part of the aircraft maintenance facilities in, of Iberia in Madrid. Then I moved to Iberia Cargo back in 1999. And then I've been in most of the roles uh, across uh, across cargo. Uh, senior Vice President of Commercial, Head of Network Planning, Strategy Development, Business Development, etc., etc. And then I took a leading role in the, in the integration between Iberia Cargo and British Airways World Cargo. And we successfully created IG Cargo, which is the great business that we manage today. Super, thanks for that. Um, so while British Airways used to have branded freight Boeing 747s, the one thing that sort of really differentiates IAG cargo today is that you don't actually have any of your own aircraft. So how does this work for a cargo airline? Maybe I should answer that, Tom, if that's okay. So um, sure. yeah, so I joined IAG cargo, as I said, in 2011. And at that time, um, as you're aware, we, we used to have three 747s operating in British Airways colours. Um, with the formation of, of of IG Cargo, we we work in partnership with our with our sister airlines, which which gives us access today to over 500 aircraft. Um, 
and 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 really we feel that the the breadth of destinations and the the number of routes we could operate um, really gave us sufficient capacity to to fulfil um, the cargo needs within the belly holds of those aircraft. So back in 2014, we we no longer had those 747s in the fleet, but we really do have access to um, a whole fleet of aircraft. And and those aircraft also give us the opportunity to operate to such a wide range of destinations and, uh, you know, the, the option to um, provide almost access to secondary air, airports that, that a traditional freighter operator wouldn't fly into. And to give you an example on that, um, pandemic aside, um, you know, we, we can operate, Atlanta we know is a key hub into North America, for instance, um, but we fly into Florida, so we offer access to capacity into that region via Orlando and Tampa. And, and recently, um, before pandemic, we were operating Nashville as a destination, and that route will restart for IG Cargo on the 9th of December, in which case it provides, you know, particularly in these very busy times, an alternative secondary airport gateway from what could be a very congested Atlanta hub. Great. Thank you for that. And Fernando, you, we've seen some really interesting flights from IAG Airlines um, operated primarily for IAG Cargo, um, you know, kind of spurred by the pandemic. But can you tell us a little bit about how IAG Cargo has adapted to the challenges of the last sort of 18 months or so? It's been amazing. <laughs> it's been a time I will really never forget in my life. This has made my life difference. The sense of purpose that we have at work is amazing. And working from home with more than 100 employees that had to quickly adapt to work in the office and then in a very short period of time, all of them, all of us working together from home, making the business move, helping the society you will have to remember you will remember that in march 2020 we were locked down we were mm -hmm. all at home we couldn't even go to the street uh, in several hours of the day we had to go to buy food or medicines to our families but we didn't do more than that there was there were no masks at all and we managed to come to a new scenario, working together, working with the government, working with embassies, trying to make essential uh, medicines, masks move around the world. Mm. It's so amazing that I, as I said, I will never forget that experience. We uh, started uh, arranging dedicated cargo only flights to Asia, to China, to take essential uh, respirators for the society, masks, protections for do for doctors, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and all of them were carried into Spain to serve our country, but also to serve uh, a number of a significant number of Latin America countries. Also, after that, we have played a key role through the, our hubs, London, Madrid, and Dublin to support our societies across the entire world with the uh, distribution of the vaccine. And we have covered, covered millions of vaccines around the world 
in the valleys of our sister companies, the Lingus, the Tisserways, and Iberia. So I only have to say thank you to the teams that have been working so hard. It's been proud and it is a pride to work in IAG Cargo and support the society as we have done. That's really good to hear. And um, I guess sort of um, another one for you, Fernando, maybe is, um, could you just delve a bit more into sort of the role that um, Latin America has played in IAG's cargo's operations during the pandemic? Yes, absolutely. The, mainly the Madrid hub and also uh, in, in some routes, the, the London hub, play a significant role in connecting Asia-Pacific, Europe, and Middle East with Latin America. In the case of Madrid, we, we always said in the past that Madrid is the door between Europe and Latin America. I think it is even more. Through our different hubs, we are connecting the entire world with Latin America. With Latin America, uh, uh, we export to Latin America essential goods, textiles, um, automotive parts, technology, etc., etc. And from Latin America, we import a significant number, a huge number of perishables, also some uh, growing businesses, uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical business through our house. So the, the collaboration we have between Latin America and the rest of the countries are really key uh, for IDCAR. I think that's, you know, very poignant. And, you know, I think cargo has really come into its own through the pandemic. It's been very clear how much we rely on air transportation, particularly for time critical stuff like the vaccines. Um, but obviously, you know, there's been a great loss of belly hold capacity with not enough passenger airliners flying. Um, but I'd love to just talk a little bit, maybe Darren, you can you can help with this, um, about the converted British Airways 777s that we saw. Um, can you talk us through kind of what the process was? How did you get the approval from BA or IAG to convert these two aircraft to cargo? Yeah, of course, Joanna. But but, but before uh, moving on to that, I think I think it's worth adding as well that obviously when this global crisis hits us in March 2020, Fernando has already touched on the fact that you know many people had to stay at home. Um, passenger flying programs were grounded mm -hmm. pretty quickly. But to enable us to function and meet the demands of customers, consumers, and to try and try and keep the sort of the, the global economies going, um, we moved pretty quickly actually in setting up a whole new unit to be able to accommodate the needs of customers and and the ability to be able to um, bring about cargo only flying and, and and on aircraft that traditionally are best served for passengers, but. But the need was such that we needed to introduce something new within IAG Cargo, and that was the ability to stand up cargo mm. only flying. And and that that I think is is been a tremendous testament to the, the teams in in being able to come together and to achieve that. And and I know we've reported a thousand charters for for 2020 of cargo only flying. And, and already this year, we're into many hundreds of, of charters that still continue today for cargo-only flying. And that will include, to your point, on um, the conversion of several aircraft, both in British Airways fleet as well as Iberia's fleet. Now, we converted two 777s um, in the BA fleet and, and three 
um, A330s in the Iberia fleet. And, and, and that was brought about purely because of the demand and the need, and, and particularly in the early days of, of the desperate need to bring PPE kit into Europe from, from mainly Asia, but also to Fernando's point, transporting it to, to areas in, in Latin America that certainly need that, that equipment and kit as well. Um, now, when it came to the conversion, yes, obviously, IG Cargo worked with its, its sister airlines of British Airways and, and Iberia to, to get clearances and approval to, to remove the seats from the cabin to facilitate extra capacity that we could then carry, particularly for PPE. The process itself, um, so for instance, you know, once, once we got the clearance to, to convert the seats, it took about one week for our engineering teams um, within the sister airlines to remove the seats. And then another couple of weeks, another few weeks to, to reinstall the necessarily lighting, the re-carpeting, the, the marking out of the, the cargo bays, if you like, on, on top of the aircraft, and also removing the partitions within that, that aircraft. And once that was complete, obviously you had crews that, that were then trained in, in making sure that the the PPE that was then loaded into those aircraft was was fitted in accordance with the regulatory needs as well. So ensuring that the straps on board were locked down in the right locations on board that aircraft. So so they they were flying. Um, they're still available today if needed. Um, and on top of that, we continue to operate um, charters on behalf of customers where the need arises um, for for both the aircraft that don't have seats on together with aircraft that still continue to have the seats in the cabin as well. That's good to hear. So um, I guess sort of seesawing back to Fernando again, um, you know, historically, um, the Latin America area has been really important for IEG cargo. But what makes the region so important given that um, for like a European carrier such as yourself? Yes, uh, in both directions. Uh, the commerce uh, between Asia Pacific, Middle East, Europe, and particularly Spain to Latin America, the flows are uh, really, really important in both directions. As I said before, we usually export technology, textiles, uh, different automotive parts, uh, even shipping parts. So there are a number of different commodities, telescopes, <laughs> uh, different things that we carry from Europe and uh, from Asia into Latin America, vaccines uh, through Madrid, for example. The Madrid Harbor has a significant, uh, a great facility to transport uh, pharmaceutical shipments to Latin America. Uh, we have the largest facility in Southern Europe to handle the pharmaceutical shipments. On the other side, Latin America is a fantastic continent with lots of realities and lots of opportunities uh, to export not only perishables, but also starting with pharmaceutical uh, quite recently, uh, also technology, automotive parts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, in reality, this is making the world uh, commerce move uh, from different continents, and this is where IG, IG Cargo plays a great role. 
That's really good to hear. And I think, you know, the vaccine shipments, it can't be underplayed how critical cargo carriers such as yourselves have been in getting that vaccination out to the people. So I know a couple of months ago you said you'd carried your 10 millionth vaccine. Um, What sort of number are you at now? And can you just give us some colour on how important it is for you to be involved in these initiatives and maybe a bit about, about how it benefits the IAG airlines as well? Yes, absolutely. I can tell you that uh, we value international collaborations for medicine, equity, and other humanitarian health crises, such as the UNICEF Humanitarian Air Freight Initiative, which we joined earlier on the year. But not only UNICEF. Uh, during the early days of the pandemic, we created a Spanish corridor between Asia, uh, Spain, and also Latin America in order to provide essential uh, medicines, essential uh, PPEs to the society. So we are in contact, permanent, in permanent contact with uh, forwarders and laboratories and pharmaceutical laboratories to support the society, not only in this specific crisis, but uh, since many, many years ago. This is why we have great uh, pharmaceutical centers, not only in Madrid, as I said before, but also in London and Dublin and a a growing network of constantly made certified facilities around the network. We are really proud to continue supporting countries across the world to fight against COVID-19. And as an example, last year we delivered more than 20,000 tons of PPE. And in August, we reached the 10 million COVID vaccines you mentioned before, working with uh, different partners like UNICEF. Now we continue working, and we continue still working with uh, to fight against COVID-19, uh, providing a global response and supporting efforts to ensure equal access of vaccines of all countries across the world. To give you an example, as part of this initiative with UNICEF, we have shipped millions of doses of COVID-19 vaccines to almost every corner of the world, from El Salvador, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Ireland, the Canary Islands, and even we delivered a a significant number of doses to Melilla, which is a Spanish autonomous city located in the northwest coast of Africa, on Air Nostrum flights from Malaga. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And if I can just throw that over to Darren as well, um, can you just talk us through a little bit? You know, we we all know that passenger airlines have been struggling during COVID. Um, How does the work of IAG Cargo support your your airlines that are providing the aircraft? Well, well, for us, um, and I've already touched on it, Joanna, around, you know, the the demand at the moment to, to get um, to get uh, freight from from one part of the world to another, and you know, with us and our ability now to stand up cargo only flights where passenger uh, schedules do not facilitate um, sufficient capacity, we've we've been successful in standing mm. up those flights, and we operate cargo only flights still out to out of India that would connect through London and Madrid hubs, for instance, into South America, and and so the demand for for cargo services is certainly supporting the the, the passenger airlines when it when it comes to um providing vital carriage and keeping those aircraft uh in the air um 
for South America um, and, and for Latin America, it, it is very important. And as, as Fernando's already touched on, um, Madrid has always been a key hub. And, and therefore, having the ability to be able to connect through cargo from Asia-Pacific destinations through London and then through Madrid hubs into Latin America has been very important. Um, but likewise, even flying out of uh, Latin America into Madrid is is equally important. And today we know we're in sort of the peak season for, for perishable demand into in Europe um, as we build towards Christmas. It's peak season, for instance, for the, the cherries coming out of Latin America through to Europe as well for, at the moment. So we see high levels of demand there and therefore a need for capacity on our services is out of Chile, for instance. Um, so so that, that continues and certainly the current demand that we're seeing in this, this very peak of peak seasons um, is supporting IEG as a group um, through through the business we deliver at IEG Cargo. And I guess um, sort of just expanding on that point slightly. So you've um, mentioned uh, right now you've got a lot of perishables coming from Latin America to um, Europe for Christmas. Uh, what are the logistics that are involved with flying uh, cargo to and from the Latin America region? Um, well, well, for us, um, as I've already touched on, Madrid is a key cargo hub now. We have um, we serve 15 countries in in Latin America um, that, that fly into Madrid. Pleasingly, I can also report that today actually is our first service out of Santiago um, into London Heathrow, together with Rio that restarts today as well, together with Buenos Aires that starts tomorrow into London. So, so Latin America has additional destinations that IG Cargo can offer in addition to to Iberia in, into Madrid. Um, but of course, for us, it's it's also about that connectivity around the world. So, you know, we have three flights a day of wide body aircraft, and you've probably seen some. We're, we're currently flying an A380 um, from Madrid into Heathrow that can really support the demand coming out of Latin America for perishables automotive parts um, and and other high-tech type commodities that would go backwards and forwards. So so for us, it's really about accommodating the needs of customers and, and indeed the farmers, producers in Latin America, bringing goods into Madrid, increasingly into London as our services restart there, and then transporting throughout those hubs into Europe and, and even beyond connecting with with eastbound flying into Asia as well. And we do in fact have um, seamless um, product offering. Once it arrives into Madrid, for instance, we can use airlift to carry it into the key cities of Europe. And currently mm. we have wide body lift that, that is flying from Madrid into several cities in Europe as well, namely Amsterdam um, and Frankfurt. And of course, Amsterdam being a key hub for, for perishables and, and particularly flowers as well that come out of South America and sold and distributed um, from the Netherlands in particular. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, just sort of focusing in on the actual vaccine deliveries you guys have been doing. I know when the vaccines first came out, there was a lot of concern over the fact it has to be kept very cold. Um, how much of a challenge was that for you? Or is it just, you know, normal day to day stuff to be carrying something that needs to be kept at very low temperatures? We were expectant when Pfizer announced uh, nearly a year ago that uh, we would have to maintain uh, 
at minus 70 degrees Celsius, the, the temperature of the of the vaccines. And we were expecting to see uh, and understand more about that. After that, we, we found that uh, with our facilities, with our dedicated containers, with our processes, we were more than able to support the vaccine distribution around the world. And we have done it very successfully because <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, the quality is at the heart of what we do. We have the right facilities in the hubs in London, Madrid, and Dublin. We have the right people trained, the right expertise, the right processes in place, and we are able to support the distribution of the vaccine uh, at no risk at all. ID Cargo is very popular to transport uh, temperature-sensitive pharmaceuticals since many years ago. So we are used to do it. We have been not only transporting COVID vaccine, but also medical treatments against a significant number of different uh, diseases or different uh, health problems, different range of uh, viruses or uh, that we had to um, fight against uh, with uh, specific medicines. And as I, as I said before, our constant climate net network is expansive. And in, rain, in regions ranging from Latin America to Asia Pacific, we ensure that all standards are maintained at the highest levels. And targets are met at each station for our customers. Card. So finally, I'd like to say that uh, IG Cargo supports our customers to transport vaccines around the world almost every day, almost every single day. I guess um, just um, to sort of round it off now, if we could, because um, we've been chatting for quite a while now, I'd love to just do a little bit of quick fire uh, trivia questions. So just the first thing that pops into your head, um, no long answers here. So um, the first thing that I've got um, written down is what's the strangest thing you've ever been asked to carry at IAG Cargo? I have an example of a telescope that was sent from Milan to Santiago de Chile via Madrid. But recently, this is one of the strangest things. <laughs> Maybe Darren, you can add more. <laughs> I, th I think for me, Tom, um, I could probably give lots of examples of animals and various animals that we've carried, <laughs> including rescue dogs out of Cyprus at the start of the pandemic on one of our seven four sevens before one, yeah. that retired. Yeah, and but uh, but I think for me, what's what has been interesting is seeing the sort of increase of need of of air freight for. Let's call it self-care products, cosmetics. You know, we we've seen movements of Botox, and it, it does make me smile thinking: Is this what COVID and the increased Zoom calls and use of Teams is, is really brought about? The need to look better in front of a camera. So um, that that for me, I find is quite interesting. I find it useful that Zoom's got a little setting on it that touches up my appearance, so you can't see my wrinkles. So uh, I'm all right without the Botox, thanks. But. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps you could give us some colour on what you think the most challenging mission you've ever had to undertake is. Shall I, shall I start on that one? I, I think for me, um, it was at the very start of the pandemic. And I think it's not just the airline industry, but it, it affected us all globally, right, both personally and, and in business. And that was for us in IG Cargo, it was what do we do now type question and, and how do we 
sort of how do we adapt to very quickly um, as a business? And I've already touched on, on, on this podcast around setting up a new team to adapt to the new norm that mm. came about in, in March and particularly with, with the requests that were coming in from some of, you know, from many key partners and customers of ours together with new customers. And it was, it was a challenge mm. and, 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 you know, I think we delivered brilliantly in the speed of which we adapted and worked with our sister airlines to get a whole new department going. And as a business, actually standing up passenger aircraft for cargo purposes um, within within a weeks of of the whole crisis developing. That's great to hear. Um, and I mean, you know, like our listeners, they love um, airplanes and aircraft. So I can't let you guys go without asking um, personally, what is your favorite aircraft um, to use for cargo? I suppose for us, the one that has been most in demand has been within within our sister airlines fleet has been the triple seven three hundred purely because of the, the capacity that it can offer and has been in high demand. But of course, we've been successful in using our seven eight seven fleet, both the eight hundred series and nine hundred series, um, that bring benefits for certain types of cargo that we carry, and and for certain um, origins and destinations. So, it's difficult, Tom, to say. A particular favourite aircraft, <laughs> but but I know the the triple seven three hundred is certainly one that has um, we've experienced the most demand. But but as I say, other aircraft mm. have, have come in effective as well within the fleet that we have. I want to hear from Fernando. What's your favourite plane? I have to say uh, that I really like all of them. I think <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Maybe it's uh, my background, but. I think the important thing is uh, to understand what is the best aircraft for a specific destination. And on that one, I think we are at IJCARO working very closely with our sister companies to understand from the passenger and cargo point of view together, what is the best fleet to operate to a certain destination. And this mm-hmm. is something which is fantastic, a fantastic job. Great to hear. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I, can I just add as well, I think when we talk about favourite aircraft types, I think it's fantastic that we've been able to capitalise on the A380 on Frankfurt and Madrid mm. and fully utilising the cargo hull, providing feed into our global networks. And, you know, w- when we talk about favourite aircraft, to see an A380 Frankfurt, London or London, Madrid, I think, is fantastic. I think Tom mm. would wholeheartedly agree with you there, Darren. He's uh, perhaps yeah. the world's biggest A380 fan. I've been running over to the window every day to see the A380 go past landing in Frankfurt. So it's I'll be sad when it's the gone on Friday. It is good to see it back. Mm. And uh, long may she yep. continue, I think. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, guys. You've been so generous with your time today. It's been and it's been lovely to talk to you. Um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with our listeners? Maybe if we go to Darren first. Yeah, really. For me, it, it's if I could just add, I think that there's two sort of areas I'd like to touch on. One, I think it's the team within IEG Cargo that's really pulled together to make a success of a very difficult um, period with with COVID. And, and we've seen the success in the numbers, but the commitment of the team has is, is actually been great, um, pulling together as, as one, one team to um, do what we, we have done so well over the last 20 months or so. And the second thing is really just um, from our customer perspective, how we have, we've partnered, partnered with, with some of our key customers incredibly well over this period and, and supporting each other 
in in keeping trade going around the world, um, but also with new customers. And and in fact, with this crisis, we've also got to know new customers very well. And and I really hope that those relationships continue. So. So it's really sort of thanks to to deepen partnerships with with current customers, but it's also gratitude and thanks to those new partners that that we're now working with um, within the industry. Brilliant, thank you. And Fernando, any final thoughts from you? Yes, thank you very much. For sure. Look, when we merged British Airways and Iberia, we used to say stronger together. After the years when IG Cargo. Uh, and IG developed, we have seen that that was the right thing to do. We are now stronger together. We have joined a number of companies, sister companies, and we are clearly stronger together. Uh, during the pandemic, the main challenge has been uh, more successfully coped, being together, working between the passenger side and the cargo sides together, putting first cargo-only flights dedicated to serve the society, then co-sponsored flights in addition between the passenger side and the cargo side of the business. And then also uh, a significant number of freighters uh, to support the entire commerce around the world. We wouldn't have been able to do this alone we have been able to do this together. This is why we are stronger together. Lovely sentiment, stronger together. I like it. And I think, you know, the, the cargo industry is somehow the unsung hero of the pandemic. You know, it's because of people like you that we've got our PPE, we've got our vaccines, and we're still getting our fresh goods delivered on time. So I guess from the rest of the world, thanks so much for all the efforts. <laughs> and from Tom and I today, Fernando and Darren, I must thank you for all of your time. You've been very generous. Um, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you both. And thanks for the invite. Thank you to both of you. It's been a pleasure. Great to talk to you. So I think that's about all we've got time for today, but we hope you enjoyed the podcast and welcome any feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.